You're in for a treat, 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 treat. We're going to be talking about health 101, 202, 303. If you hop into one of these fast, almost everything fixes itself. Is there an age that you should start people, start kids in like learning about the 101 side of things? An apple comes from a natural apple tree. What if humans come from the earth? If that food is in front of you, you will eat it. I never thought about the psychological impacts behind encouraging kids to not trust what their stomach is telling them. Most of these things are not going to be taught in an institution. There are so many psychological ramifications for making a kid do something that they don't want to do. How many times do we see athletes who are succeeding in spite of their nutrition? What would be your recommendations on like actually making this happen within the education system? Take your kids out of school and never put them back. <laughs> <laughs> that is the advice that we would all give, I think. <laughs>
more than just food through solid food through the mouth i'm also talking about all the other ways in which we take in energy and matter such as with the sun right so these are some of the things we learn at the foundational level some of the things we learn and if you've ever done um solid food vacation juice feast or a community fast with me you know a lot of these things and they'll ring true to you so we're talking about things like sunbathing how to take energy from the sun sun gazing right grounding how to take energy from the earth connecting ourselves from the earth and guys the, the, the picture i want to paint there is that we kind of imagine ourselves or see ourselves as aliens that landed on this earth what if we're not actually aliens that just appeared on this earth or souls that took took uh possession of physical bodies here on this earth what if we actually came of the earth from the earth what if like an apple tree comes from an an apple comes from a natural apple tree? What if humans come from the earth? And if we think ourselves that way as plants, right, growing of the earth, then this stuff makes a lot more sense. So in there, it's about sunbathing, sun gazing, grounding ourselves, dry brushing. So opening up the pores, things like how to sleep how to recharge ourselves, how to, how to hydrate ourselves. J things like journaling, which Stu spoke about, whether the last time or the time before, right? Extending the ability of our mind by using tools, tongue brushing, supporting our organs of elimination, that detoxing process, and a lot more things on that level. These things, and along many, many other things, help us to again detox take out the tr trash cellular repair and cellular nourishment and nourishment by the way before i move on it, i also consider it in terms of hydrating this giving the cells what it needs whether that's hydration whether that's minerals whether that's other things that it needs to do its job and when we do this these are some of the results i've seen and i'm just going to run through them briefly before moving on to the 202 level these are some of the results i've seen and we, by the way, we do all this through a community fasting where we don't, where we actually feast on the things that are good for us, let go of the things that aren't serving us or are out of balance, out of harmony, and allow our body to heal itself and harmonize and go back into harmony. So these are the, some of the things, by, and you can also do this with me multiple times this year. Go to the website, check it out, sign up for it. Dates are already out on the website. And for the rest of the year, I believe, go ahead and sign up for that. So I see an increase in energy, a decrease in body fat, a decrease in body weight, a decrease in cravings for things that we know don't serve us, an increase in focus, decrease in brain fog, an increase in muscle, lean muscle mass, a decrease in stress, a decrease in addictive behavior, such as consumption of weed, alcohol, uh, pornography, um, all types of things that don't go up don't serve us a break in substance abuse i see that tremendously or at least a decrease in abusing of substances a break in activities that don't serve us for men guys that's things like and uh, like senseless i'll say senseless masturbation and things of that nature that actually drain us of our life force a decrease in anxiety an increase in being present an increase in sustainable structures that we put into our life and mobility flexibility and things of that are in our nature all of that comes, we get all of that from 
taking the time to focus at that foundational level. And guys, if we don't have that, no way you can move on to, to, to 202 level and be successful. No way you can build, if you don't build a firm foundation in your house, how do you expect to have a house that lasts when temptations come, when catastrophe comes, when times of stress comes, when all types of things come and hit? But if you have that foundation set, then you can move on to the next level where the next level, I believe it's the framing of the house. It's actually putting the structure in place. And that is focusing on things like posture, breath to a, to a higher level breath. Um, or I actually call it this or posture meditation and movement. So how do we do that? It's things like learning again, improving. You already learned how to, but improving breathing foundation. And that's when we get into things like learning how to train properly, learning how to hold. And the way I think about it is you've got your structure in place. You've got your breath, which fills us with life. And then we take that structure like a picture, right? And we hold different shapes. As we learn to properly hold different shapes in our structure and learn to actually be present in that structure, we can then speed it up and add structures in different positions and that create movement just like multiple pictures create film from that perspective from at that point you're looking at things like core strength core shapes lifting potentially running at that point potentially simple um survival mechanisms so simple survival movements or simple survival activities and things that is actually we're designed to do so that's what i call the 202 level is really connecting the mind body spirit complex as one unit now that's a lot deeper than it may sound and it takes a lot of practice this is where you see um to give you an example this is where you see for example like um um qigong or tai chi practice or yoga practice or meditation practice this is where you see that stuff come into play it's all about mind body connection and really getting foundation is set now we put the structure in place finally when you're putting that all into place then you can jump to the 303 level or the advanced level where now it's it's all about play right you're putting the final touches on and you're learning it's all it's about sport physique and play see a lot of people want to jump to physique but they haven't taken care of their foundation nor do they know how to move a lot of people want to jump to sport, but they haven't taken care of the foundation, nor do they know how to move. So what will happen? They'll get injured over time. We all see it. Then they're forced to come back to the 101 level, right? 80% of our time is really should be spent at that 101 level. Because when we built that, it, it, it accelerates us through the others easily. But when we don't have that in place and we're trying to achieve that high level of play, high level of physique of, by the way, we need to also ask ourselves, what, what exactly are we calling that? Where do we get these ideas of what those things should actually look like before we start chasing them? But when you take care of that foundation level, what's interesting is that your body tells you what your physique should look like. Your body tells you what movements feel good and don't feel good. It doesn't, it no longer comes from outside whether it's media influence, whether it's some sort of other influence, it no longer comes from there. It comes from internal. 
your physique is determined for you so i'll go ahead and pause there because there's so much to be said i know fellas i know you guys probably have questions or things to highlight or ways to expand on this but the how how does that sound and putting this together what you just heard where are the holes that you see what are the questions that you have what things would you like me to expand on maybe clarify a little bit let's dive in a little bit fellas let's open the floor up dude i love it uh i'll dive in because uh again this you've been instrumental in my health journey and again the way that you have organize this talk even in the 101 202 303 level the way i think about things also it just it hits home that we often skip steps right we often come in at a level that really isn't ours or isn't the level that we should be at or that we should start at and so i'm grateful for you man to talk about even the the, the 101 level and i think that's where my initial question comes from is like so you talk about cell cellular detox right and and cellular repair cellular nourishment from a 101 standpoint of just like i'm just trying to get myself back to some form of health if i'm that person how do you start educating on the cellular level and what that really means before we get into how you detox but like just take the cellular level part i think that even and of itself needs to be broken down a bit more yeah yeah that's a great question and a, a great way to um so what's the best way to think about this the reason i say cellular because i want you to think at the deepest innermost level so we are we really are a, uh, a collection of a ton of smaller organizations smaller beings right and the smallest of which to our knowledge is the cell right so from the cell you might go to a molecule you might go to bigger 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 until you create an organism if you watch a baby develop it develops from this tiny 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 thing all it is is just repetition of pattern of pattern of duplication 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 until you get a human what looks to us to be a human right the reason i say cellular and not anything else is because once you may not necessarily understand like what that means this what does it mean to take care of my cellular level now but when you start taking the actions which is what i would actually encourage is don't get bogged up in what you need to do tell me where you are now and let's figure out what your actions are if you are at a place where your 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 consumption and this is mostly to do with consumption at this level is your consumption is you're consuming fast food x amount of times a, a week and you're hardly eating whole foods you're hardly eating anything you cook etc well that's that's real easy well let's decrease let's decrease the amount of not the amount of uh, fast food that you're eating not necessarily that fast food is bad but let's get in more of these whole foods etc and guys actually what's really interesting let me say it this way regardless of where you are in my opinion if you hop into one of these fast almost everything fixes itself at this level because you slowly start to let go of these sort of things that's that's not necessarily serving us and when you slowly start to let go of it you start to you see and feel what is good for you and what isn't and the cellular part almost takes care of itself so we actually had a, a similar similar type question um 
mine was a bit more of a reflection specifically around schools and society, even even good old St. Chris fully around a community like we went straight to the focus of sports from the very beginning. The main emphasis was on this 303. How are you performing with hardly any time spent on 202 and the most brief moment focused on the one on one of what you're actually consuming? So I wonder, like, when it comes to changing the curriculum, what what kind of it's kind of a similar question that Chris had. What would be your recommendations on, like, actually making this happen within the education system? Oof, I got no answers for you in terms of what's, what to do in the, the educational system, man. I, uh, I say that because I let me just be honest. I think that is a beast. That is a beast. Uh Take your kids out of school and never put them back. <laughs> <laughs> that is the advice that we would all give, I think. <laughs> but but truthfully speaking, like that is a beast um, because there's structures in place that may never change. And we're going to work within those structures. Or if you don't have the opportunity or the whatever it is to take your kids out, you may have to, you're just going to have to do what you have to do, right? Um, let me speak in terms of if you are raising a young athlete that's in that in that environment okay what you can control is what's at home so in a lot of this really does come down to consumption and let me speak on the athlete piece first actually is how many times we see athletes who are succeeding in spite of their nutrition or what they consume or in spite of their ability to stay present and be mindful and focus on their breath they're succeeding in spite of these things not because of those things but as they go to higher and higher level and get more exposed and and competition right they they kind of have to almost come back right so they they're suffering from injury repetitively so now they have to come back and cut this out and cut this out and cut this out and cut this out or they're 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 not able to control their breath so they're not able to hit their numbers so they have to come back and start doing yoga and all these different types of things kareem Jabbar states that you know starting to participate or practice uh the practice of yoga specific and he's specifically talking about breath he's not really talking about like commercialized yoga was he taught he he um at he credits that to the his longevity in sports right so you see like these things come back but when you visit other cultures for example let's say um asian cultures right they actually build in this way they actually build and starting with what are you consuming what are you taking in through your eyes on a day-to-day -day basis through your ears on a day-to-day -day basis through your mouth on a day-to-day -day basis let's cook at home let's grow our own food let's fast periodically let's make sure all this stuff is come up they i'm not saying all of them i'm saying the best or the, the ones that I'm talking about build in that way or back in the day, they build in that way, right? How do we do that in our system? I don't know, man. That's the truth of the matter. I really don't know. But this, how do we do that within our family? I think that comes to the parents, the leaders, the, the whoever is running that ship to bring that level of education to the house. And by the way, Maybe this is where this is where good life comes into play. This is where I comes into play into creating materials to educate 
families about this type of stuff you know first we start with maybe we start with one member of the family then we go to the next member of the family then we create educational material for the kids so they start to learn right but it really i think in my opinion it starts with the parents because you're not going to be able to change the schools and I, honestly i don't know if i'm even interested in changing the schools because the schools might change me before i change the schools right so it's a that's a that's a doozy of a thing but i believe in the home maybe we have a lot more um a lot more control a lot more influence on bringing this education out there and and i guess in a way that's kind of my mission right is to expose as many people as possible to this by not telling them how to ride a bike by putting them on the bike so they feel what it feels like to ride a bike and then they can go out and tell other folks about it Hmm. that's huge love that that's huge man and again this is why we do the show everybody that's listening right the reason we do the show is because all of we all Stu could be myself we all think about this in the same manner we just come from different expertise from different fields everything that could be just told you about uh the school system and why it starts with the parents is actually the same exact thing i would say about money I'm sure it's a similar thing that that Stu would say about where mindset starts. Some of these things, most of these things are not going to be taught in an institution, right? They're not going to come from an institution. They're going to come from a parent saying, hey, this is how we do things. This is how we manage our emotions. This is how we breathe. This is how we work. This is how we use money. This is it's going to come from the parent. So that's why we want to get all of you, everybody that's listening, we want to get you this information. Because just like could be said, it's about awareness. It's about being aware of these things and putting you on that bike. So, um, you know, again, well, well, well put, man. Um, I think there's a lot to that. As you're talking, I'm just thinking about like, how do I have a family? Like, how how should I get my four and a half year old to fast? How do I introduce fasting to my four and a half year old? You know what I mean? Like, I'm literally thinking that as we're talking. And it's like, you know, we'll figure out a plan. We'll put, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out like a family plan of when and what this looks like. And I think that's just something important to instill. So is there an age? Is there an age that you should start people, start kids in like learning about the 101 side of things? You know, what's interesting. I think kids do a lot of this stuff naturally. We stop them from doing it. Mm. So I always go to the example of um, just watching parents feed children. How many times, maybe you guys can relate to this, right? But I can relate to this. There was just, mom, I don't want to eat. I'm not hungry. You better finish the food that's in front of you. Right? How that was probably like the toughest fight I had with my parents growing up. Or, or I, I've seen parents have, you see babies crying and throwing food and like, I don't know what's wrong with them. They won't eat and da, 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 da. How many Maybe times we they see don't athletes who are succeeding in but you as the parent have been taught to feel that if you don't do that, you're a bad parent and that kid is going to die like almost <laughs> immediately. That's oh, true. Like, it's, it's, it's funny, true. but like, how very true. About that? it's dark. It, this is dark humor, but absolutely. Absolutely. This is dark humor. I mean, because go ahead, Sid. Well, my 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 dad was so conditioned on this, uh, having been raised by by folks that grew up during. If the you hop into if one that of these food fasts, is in front of you, you almost will everything eat it. fixes it. Like itself. you will sit at the table and be miserable. You will you will go against every internal alarm saying I don't want to eat, and 
whatever. And I, I never really thought about it like that before. Like I always thought about it as excessive, but I never thought about the psychological impacts behind encouraging kids to not trust what their stomach is telling them. See, it's, it's a slippery slope from a parent. I'll give my parent perspective, right? Cause it's thousand percent true. I'm so aware of that psychological finish everything that's on your plate, right? Here's, here's what happens in my household. In my household, what happens is my daughter likes to snack. So she may forego the meal that we've prepared and say like, I'm not hungry. But literally 15 minutes later, she's like, can I have that? Can I have goldfish? Can I have an apple? Here's the thing about my daughter. She actually, she actually eats well for a child. Like she loves fruits and vegetables. Like that has something to do with us and the influence and always having it around the house and giving it to her. But like the fact is she won't eat her food just to go back to snacking randomly. And that's something as a parent I struggle with because I'm like, well, don't you need some other forms of nourishment? Cause like you said, could be like, we start to think as parents, like we're not doing something right. We don't know the inner workings of what a baby needs. You know what I mean? I guess you kind of do, but like, you don't really until you take them to the doctor. It's like, Hey, is everything good doc? Right? Like, I think she's good, but like, is she? And you put that on yourself. So from the eating standpoint, it's like, man, eat, you know, if you're not going to eat this meal, how are you going to get your nourishment? How is, how are you going to be able to grow? And that's honestly something I, I deal with. So I can imagine there's parents listening or people listening that probably deal with similar things. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. And by the way, this is coming from, um, this is coming from a person that doesn't have a child. So you take everything with a grain of salt. Um, I think it starts really young. I think it starts really, really young. And we teach kind of these habits. And I honestly believe by the time a child gets to four or five, they already, they already kind of have their addictions in play. And I'm not saying that in a bad, so addictions to child. Relax, guys. I'm not saying that in a horrible sense. I'm just saying they, you, they've already, this has already been cultivated, right? So they are going to go seek out the things that they want. But the, at the end of the day, who's telling you all of, one, we used to live in an environment where those things didn't exist. Let's not overlook that. We used to live in an environment where Fruit Loops, cereal, blah, 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 all that stuff didn't exist. Um, even access to really things that we consider healthy all year round. We used to live in an environment where we couldn't get apples all year round. When an apple grew, and was ripe it was the right time to eat an apple you didn't have to think about it right now we've augmented things in such a way that you can have these things all year round when we didn't have them before so our environment is shifting dramatically right and we're struggling to keep pace with it as humans as parents as children right so i think parents giving themselves one uh some room and realize that it's going to take a lot for your kid to die. Like it's going to take a good amount, you know, for your kid to die. And force feeding your kid is, is, is not one of those things that's going to keep them alive. It's just not. <laughs> Let's be real about this. They can, they can, they can, they can live for a pretty long time. 
right? There's kids all around the world that don't have food for a long time that do just fine. And that doesn't mean that your kid has to eat for them. That's not a thing. Stop it. Your kids, <laughs> your kids don't have to eat for all the other kids in around the world. That's just not a thing. But there's poor kids in other countries that don't get uh, any food. That is true. Do. That is true. That is true. But they also learn to fast naturally. And guess what? Some of them end up being better athletes and et cetera, et cetera. But that, I, I say that half as a joke. But um, we, we don't need to make we don't need to impose our trauma on our kids. We don't need to impose our what's whatever the opposite of trauma is on our kids. They don't need to like what we like. They don't need to do the things that we do. Right. In fact, if that's the case, then focus on you. Focus on you eating right. Focus on you doing the right things. And they will and they will probably follow suit. And even if they don't follow suit, don't buy that stuff and put it in the house. You're, you're buying it and putting it in the house, right? Lock it up. Say no, right? There's just so many different things I think that can that can take place. And I know it's, you know, we have to go to work and like focus on other things. So we don't even have the the patience to deal with that stuff. It used to be a point in time when when kids would follow father around and and kind of learn what dad is doing and do what dad is doing or follow mom around and learn. We don't do that anymore because dad goes to a boring job in the office and nobody knows what he does. <laughs> he just comes home with the bacon, the bread, right? He comes home with that stuff and it's like, oh, hey, dad. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm tired. Let me have a beer. Right, like those things. I think I think let's focus more on like those things rather than like shoveling food into our kids' mouth. And we don't need to, us as parents don't even need to, or parents don't need you. You don't need to eat three meals a day anyway. Stop preparing three meals a day. It's not that serious. You you don't need it. You yourself don't need it. So I would say. A huge part of this that comes to me as I'm sitting here is like, why don't we parents focus on you for a second? I think there's this idea that parents have to sacrifice all things to make things better for the kids. No, they don't. It's okay. It's okay for kids to struggle. It's okay for kids to go through adversity. It's okay for kids to fail. It's okay for kids to fall. It's it, like all of that is fine. So I got no direct answers for you except focus on yourself and let your kids fail. It's okay. They can you go have home plenty of answers in there though. I'll give you that. You have plenty of answers in there. I, I love this topic. It's actually the second week in a row that we've even touched on like a generational cycle, like what, what a parent is, is passing down to a child. And yeah, I think this has been a really just even like the portion that I really pulled from this out of, out of so many nuggets was there are so many psychological ramifications for making a kid do something that they don't want to do. Now there's, you know, look both ways for you cross the street is a heck of a lot more important than finish off that last bit. Like there's, there's, there's different levels here. Like there's a time and a place to like instill something into your kids with, with, with vigor. But I think respecting, the fact that their body has built-in alarms on when not to overeat. That's that's important. We listen to that with our vehicles. We listen to that in so many other areas of life. Why 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 are we encouraging our kids not to listen to their gut? Great point. 
great point. A, a thought just occurred to me. What if you teach your kids what to do when they are hungry? Like, if and when you're hungry, go here and do this and eat this. Do that. Totally. I don't know. It's just an idea. You know, we toss it out there, see what happens. Again, I don't have any children yet, so we'll see what happens. But hopefully, hopefully there's a, there's a farm available and kids can dive in and get a closer relationship with their food than it just appears on their plate. Because when a kid grows their, I bet you anything, a kid grows their own carrot, they'll have a different relationship with that carrot. Totally. I agree thousand percent how do we get kids to grow their own like that's a whole nother show that's a whole nother show to talk about so um good Stu. i don't know did you have any other questions we only i only touched on the 101 level like i we didn't even get to the 202 part when i think I, oh sorry no go ahead i i think i'd love to hear just like you're saying i, I think i'd love to hear a little bit more about the 202 level and like I feel like because because Chris and I have gone through the 101, which to echo what Chris said earlier, completely changed my life around nutrition and what I consume and how I behave. You actually nailed like a whole spectrum, masturbation, um, substances, the the types of food I eat, fasting. I fast now. I don't think I ever saw that in my future, and I didn't fast for a holiday weekend of vacation where, and then I just came back and I'm like. I just, I feel gross, but I think I would like to hear a little bit more about the 202. Can I, can I, can I, before you jump in there with the 202, mm -hmm. just to finish up on that 101 side question is what's the reaction you get could be when you talk about fasting? Cause it's an important part to that 101. What do you think? What are people's challenges? What are their hurdles? I know there's someone listening right now that's literally like, I'm not fasting. That sounds good, but I'm not giving up this blank whatever that is what's the reaction how do you help people get over that i got so many reactions from you're, you're not so you're not eating anything like nothing like no food oh god no i can't do that i love food too much i get that i get something like that or i get uh immediately nah man i can't give up meat nobody said anything about meat bro <laughs> No, nobody said anything about me, but they'll go directly. Nah, I can't give up me. I'll never do that. Right. Or I get, um, um, I've heard fasting is bad for women for their hormones. Like it goes in a hormone imbalance or something. I've, I get that pretty, I get that a good amount too. Like it's, it's like women are special. Women don't fast. Right. <laughs> That's, it's just not good for women. It's only for men. It messes up their hormones. Right. Um, I get, um, I get like, there's other ways to lose weight. All right. There's other ways to lose weight. Um, guys, this is not about weight. I, most of the things, most of the things I mentioned has nothing to do with weight. It has to do with the, with the condition of your mind, the condition of your body, the condition of your spirit. It has to do with addiction. It has to do with with connection to the environment. It has to do with with uh, 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 excess consumption. It has to do with a whole being present in our where we are. 
It has to do with anxiety. It has to do with depression. It has to do with so many other things besides weight is like a fifth, sixth level byproduct, right? A fifth, sixth level byproduct. So I get a whole lot of shock and one and a whole lot of like, I can't do that. I won't do that. That's not good for me. Ba 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 ba. And or I have a friend who did that and then they started eating it again and then it gained all the weight back. You missed you missed it again. It's not about weight. <laughs> and also not not all of this stuff is 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 the same. Not not every cleanse out there is the same. Not every uh, fast out there is the same. Not every there's no there's there's that you should do this with somebody who's experienced. You should do this with somebody who's led numerous amount of people through this. You shouldn't just go drink some water, drink some juice, drink. Most people will do this. They don't really want to give up any. So, so they'll, they don't really want to give up the feeling of being full. They're addicted to the feeling of being full. So the fear is like, well, how do I get full? Who says you have to get full? Who, who says that is what has to happen, that you have to be full? All right. There's a guru that goes on and talks about, I uh, forget his name, but he's a super popular guru, goes on and talks about, gives a whole talk on um, how an empty stomach is a great, is a good thing. It's a blessing. An empty stomach is a blessing. Guys, think about how many religions... And I think a lot of this stuff, when you talk about children and all this stuff, I think that's more than half of the reason for religions. It's it's an overarching understanding of this is how we do things. And there's a, a certain level of fear instilled so that you actually do them. Sometimes I wish I could do that. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could. You know what? Let me just let me just invent some higher power out there that's going to smite you with lightning if you don't do the things that are best for your body. It would probably be a lot easier, guys. All right? It will probably be a lot easier. So sometimes I sit back and I'm like, you know what? Maybe there's there's like a little there's a good reason for this to go down. All right. So yeah, you asked about reactions. That's a lot of the reactions I get. It's one of fear. That's, I'll say the number one thing, one of fear, just fear. And honestly, people react like an addict reacts when you ask them to give up their drug. That's how they react. They react when you ask people to give up their food for just a short period of time so that the body can repair itself, so that this, so that cellular detox can take place, so that you can nourish the body at the cellular level they act like you've told them or asked them to give up their drug. Put any addict in that situation. That's exactly the reaction that you get. It's one of fear. How can I live without my drug? How can I have fun without my drug? How can I experience and live life without my drug? Right? You ask an alcoholic to give up their alcohol, they'll t uh, well, what do I do at the party? Or a weed smoker to give it up, well, what do I do when I want to unwind or relax? 
right? That's it. <laughs> I could keep going, but I would have no need to. I think y'all get it. Yeah, no, I think um, I think you always paint a really accurate picture of just, you know, as as you were saying some of those things, I was thinking about uh, I had lunch with my, my dad and uncle today and um, I made the choice not to get like a drink with it. And it was just like the look of just like craziness. And it was uh, it's just so interesting when you when you actually ask somebody to follow you down this path of just just try it like whatever fears there are you've you've identified quite a few of them whatever fears there are just come try it just see what it's like and and knowing that even if they do choose to go this route there's like the social pressure of having to say to the people around them that they care about i went this route and then invoking the fear from other people and this isolation there's just there's so many things that go into it. So I guess my question for you is what, what do you think it is? I don't necessarily experience this on the psychological side. I don't necessarily experience, I don't think Chris would experience it so much on the money side. What do you think it is about the health side of things that has all this fear and fragility associated with it? Yeah. I think that's a great question. It's an amazing question. I'm going to say there's a ton of it on the money side, a ton of fear on the money side also, but go ahead. Kabir. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we can dive in and I'm sure when you dive, when you start really pausing for a second on the mindset too, I'm sure you can find a ton of fear on that as well. That's just how I am. That's just how I think. That's just how I grew up. That's just how I was about. Right. It's just fear of change of letting go of things that they used to work for you. But they don't work anymore and you are and you don't know what is the alternative right uh, and you rather have the devil you know than the devil you don't know all right so let me bring it to the money side money side i think i want to highlight a couple of things first and foremost it's one of the most dangerous drugs because it's ubiquitous it's everywhere every 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 everywhere two everybody feels they know something about food all right, Chris nodding. Everybody feels they know something about money. <laughs> Everybody feels they know something about food. Same time. Three. Three. Um, there is an idea that everybody must have it. Like it, it, it's it's non-negotiable. When even that idea in and of itself is not necessarily true. There are people on this earth that live without it. But we that that's bizarre to us. But there's a period of time where that was more common than not. There's a period of time where fasting was a common thing. You go to somebody's house and they're fasting. That, that's a common thing, right? There's a whole culture that practices Ramadan. That is a common thing. There's a whole culture that practices 40 days of going without. That's a common thing. But as time moves on, we get further and further away from, from, from things. Because because we're too busy now. We're too sophisticated now. We don't do that anymore. Right? It doesn't, doesn't right? That, so when I look at the, the food side of things and the money, uh, the health side of things, there's so many th things there. And it's also been normalized. The same way that you guys, you guys know how dangerous alcohol can be. 
why we wouldn't think twice about drinking alcohol around our kids or X, Y, or oh, I'm an adult, I can handle it, right? Or or like this, it's just so common or putting alcohol on TV, et cetera. Well, why don't we do the same thing for meth? Alcohol kills a whole lot more people. Alcohol is a whole lot more disruptive, but it's the normalization of it. Oh, if you use it correctly, Rev. Well, sure. If you start, if you start testing meth too, I'm sure we could all use it. We could use it responsibly too. I don't know right? about that. I don't know about meth. <laughs> I, 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 I would I would disagree, bro. Really? Because the thing is, it the only difference with alcohol is that we've practiced it for so long. But there's still some people who can't do it. Some people become addicts from their first drink. Right. What I'm saying is there's no there's the normalization of certain things over a period of time, like food it is it's, it's, it's part of the process. It's, it's part of why it's so difficult to tell somebody that, hey, maybe you should just have a period of time when you step back. See, one of the first things that people say when they go into a fasting protocol like with a, with a, with a with a solid food vacation juice feast community fasting is like, wow, I didn't need as much food as I thought I did. That's like one of the first realizations or wow, I eat a lot more than I need to. Like they're actually surprised. That is one of the first things they say. Amen. Seconded. So there's a lot there, man. And, and, you know, I, I use, I examples that we consider extreme. Right, bro, there, at one point in time, all of these things were one point in time, cocaine was just a medic, medicinal drug. It was, just, it was used in hospital. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, there's, there's just a process in which it's accepted and not accepted. And, and I think, all of it is all of it is drugs. They they all function the same way in the body. They literally all of them function. Whether you're talking about food, cocaine, meth, alcohol, weed, they all function by the same mechanism. That's fair. I understand it. Who you look like you're pondering <laughs> yeah it's just so much to think about that's why i love these man because not only like like the way especially like the way we have it set up now there's just so much opportunity for us to learn right alongside yeah i love how we've positioned for those that don't know we we strategically positioned ourselves into this group because we all have different specialties as you guys watch this and as y'all learn we are also learning from each other and um so yeah, I got a lot of pondering happening right now. Yeah, lot, lot, I'm stewing on quite a bit. Mm, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. It's too easy. Uh, too easy. Shoot, that's right. Let's well, let's let's take some time to go to the 202. That's what we were gonna do before. Uh, you know, I jumped in, and I, I mean, funny enough, could be by the time. I mean, you're gonna you're actually holding a 202 event uh, at the end of the month. So this is just kind of good lead in for a lot of that stuff. But talk a little bit about because you said the 202 side is pos posture, meditation. Uh, what was the other part? Um, uh, movement, posture, right? meditation and movement, movement. So, you know, this could be pretty foundational as well. But like, why did you make this the 202 part? Like, why is this the, the step up? What are people really focusing on in this in this side? 
Yeah, because if you notice on the 101 level, right, we're talking about things like some of the results you see is lower uh, uh, brain fog, increased focus, lower cravings, increase um, or decrease addictive sort of behavior, right? Um, better consumption habits, lower anxiety, those type of things, right? In my opinion, if you're over here trying to meditate, which really is the process of not thinking, it's the process of stopping or, or, or not stopping, but like it's the process of not thinking or not being captive to our thoughts, right? If you're here trying to focus on posture, which posture is synonymous with breath, breath being spirit, and yet you're holding the spirit captive by all the food that you've ingested into your physical being and your cravings that are pulling your directions here and there and all this stuff that's distracting you it's very difficult to do these things and you'll notice guys and you guys can speak to this that when you go through the period of resetting your gut when you come back from that your would you would you agree that like your body feels different feels lighter maybe a thousand percent feels like you're maybe more in line with yourself amen like, so why to me that's the gate of entry now you can go through these other gates but i also look at like eastern practices indigenous practices i look at just my own experience with this and focusing on the thought process the spirit the breath the posture and definitely the movement before you build a foundation of what is it that you're consuming where is your your is your apparatus your gut actually ready to breathe instead of breathing from your chest and your neck like prepping the apparatus to do to do this stuff and then is your mind clear from cravings from distractions from things that to actually do this stuff and then do you understand can we then lead you down this path to me it was like a no-brainer it was like oh well yeah you should probably try to do this foundational stuff first get that going and then it can accelerate you into the next level the other thing that i get feedback on quite a bit is my brain fog is down as you know trying to meditate with brain fog is pretty it's a little difficult right it's a little difficult and that so that's why i made this 202 two level and on the 202 level we dive into first posture because if you don't have the proper apparatus set up the proper shape no way that you're going to be able to then guide and or watch your breath travel through this apparatus it's like a straw that has a kink in it and let's imagine that kink is your gut full of shit apologize for my french right how are you going to focus on breathing you can't so we do that foundational level then we go to how is your apparatus set up is it in shape is your apparatus in shape all right and if your apparatus is in shape now we can talk about 
guiding that breath through the apparatus. And once we can get, focus on guiding that breath through the apparatus, then we can focus on the breath rather than the thoughts. That leads us to meditation. And once we can do that, then we can hold certain positions, still isometrics, etc. And then we take those isometrics and we put them in motion and you have movement. So it builds on itself easily if we follow we follow the proper proper kind of growth pattern right so that's why i put that's why i believe the 202 and the 202 guys we dive into in this workshop we dive into quite a bit it starts with first and foremost with anything we talk about it on the show you have to first and foremost be aware so we coat the entire apparatus with awareness through a series of exercises then we go ahead and connect the mind and the body by bringing and shining awareness throughout the body. Then we start to move the different aspects of the body, the different joints and muscles, and coat that with awareness through different exercises. We start going with the spine, the hands, the feet, the hara, the center. Then we, we show into once you've pinned those different centers with awareness, now, in between them, you can tie strings. Those are your muscles. Right? And from that sense, moving forward, then we can hold those positions filled with breath, meditate, and that's when you can practice true meditation. And then from that point forward, we focus on, okay, then how do you, how do you then initiate movement from your center? And regardless what it is, if you're writing... If you're walking, if you're running, if you're lifting weights, if you're fighting, if you're dancing, whatever it is that you're doing, are you initiating that? And if you're doing that, because you sent me a video where uh, a trainer was showing how to balance out the muscle imbalances, right? Mm -hmm. What was missing from that is a lot of trainers do this work. A lot of body work specialists do this work where they'll Let's say, for example, you're hunched back, right? When you're hunched this way, this tells me your chest muscles where there's where the shirt wrinkles, it's tight. And you're tight where the shirt is tight. Those muscles are actually over lengthened. So what does a smart therapist do then or trainer do? Well, they'll have you strengthen this while a good therapist will have you loosen these and get you better into into a better posture but you can't hold that if you don't understand where posture originates from and why it is that you're holding the body the way you're holding it because your mind is not there with the body so within a day or within even hours you're back doing this what changed you got temporarily relief but you didn't fix the problem you see, so this is what's missing, right? Not only in our healing, but this is also missing on our daily life from that point. So, so that's my long-winded way of answering that question of why the 202, once you have the foundation laid, now we're diving into how do you lay this foundation of posture, meditation, and movement. And notice I didn't say breath in there because breath runs through all of those things. It's the common thread. It's good. That makes sense. Mm. Uh, oh no it was just, it was just like a uh 
Like it was, that was probably my favorite takeaway of the monologue tonight. Like was, was you talking about the apparatus? I think my favorite phrase in that was you talking about the apparatus as like, you know, the, the 101 level is, and, and getting into 202 is this ability of coding your whole apparatus with awareness. That's a bar, dude. And it's, it's, it's so, it's so necessary. Um, especially, especially if you don't have that entering into the 303. Um, I was describing this to somebody the other day. Like if, if you don't have awareness of where your body is in, in the universe, in the world, you, I can't, you, you're, you're going to stub your toe. You're going to hit your shin. Like things are going to happen. Like if you feel any type of klutzy nature, like it's because you don't have awareness of where you are. So I just, I just thought that was, that was fire. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Again, big takeaway on the 202 side, just connecting, right? All of it, mind, body, spirit, connecting it all, making sure it's in alignment. And again, just makes me go back and believe that like so many of us are still at the 101 level. Like so many of us still haven't like done that work to even appreciate the 202 side of things, right? To really, it's something I look forward to. I know I'm just by having this conversation, I'm like, ah, I'm still a 101, right? I've dabbled it. You've, you've introduced 202 concepts, right? We've dabbled in it. But like, if I'm honest, like I'm still at the 101, the, you know, understanding and doing the work necessary consistently to step up to the 202 level to really connect all of them. Um, but again, it's just good to have the framework. And for everybody that's listening, like, again, this is what we're doing for you. It doesn't matter where you start or about kind of where you think you are. It's just a matter of getting aware and then starting to apply this if you want to live the good life and having health, right? And having your health in the in the place that, that you want it that's optimal for you. Well, you got to start and you got to start with this information and the awareness and then start applying it and doing these things. And, you know, could be holding a 202 um, workshop at the end of the month. So something that if you feel like you know you've gotten some foundational things i highly recommend you sign up for that you register for that uh because again this is this is what you need to do to be able to build to the place that you want to get to so it was good stuff man and guys right real up. quick you know to kind of kind of wrap whoever wrap it up afterwards this but it, it's an important piece for people to understand at the 202 level is we say mind body spirit you could also say mind body breath or mind, body, um, breath is spirit. When you start to really dive into the ideology of, of breath, whether you're dive, you're you're going from the from the uh, your uh, Indian perspective of uh, your a Veda, and I'm avoiding the word because I can't say, it, and my tongue doesn't fold that way, or or prama, right, or diving into the Greek breakdown of it or the Latin breakdown of it. You or the even if you go for the Christian spiritual breakdown of it, you end up as breath is spirit, breath is life, right? You end back up as breath being the connection point. So we say mind, body, and spirit. You could really just say mind, body, and the connection between the two is spirit or breath. So on the two or two level, that's where we that's where we naturally get into the concept of meditation. That's where we naturally get into the concept of, of posture and, and movement. So uh, if, if that stuff is not super clear to you guys, don't think about it. Come feel it. Right. 
Don't think about it. You're not going to get it up here. You're not going to get it by having your awareness live in your head. You're going to get it by having your awareness drop down to your center and you feel it. And our body has a much better learning apparatus, a much better memory than our than what we call our mind. Right? Let go of that thinking of that voice that's consistently and feel it. Right? There's a reason we say there's a gut reaction to things because that is that is the kind of the root of it so going from healing and restoring the gut to now breathing from the gut moving from the gut and connecting mind body spirit from the gut right so it, you guys see this hopefully you see the progression and by the way if you haven't done a one-on-one program with me 202 is not for you i love to see you but go ahead and register for one of my one-on-one fasting protocol community programs on my website. 202 is not for you. That's okay. I'm not saying like you're not invited to one of these things. It's just not for you yet. Because I don't want to encourage people skipping steps. All right? I don't want to encourage people skipping steps. There's a, pro there's a progression to this that makes sense. And how you can squeeze the most juice, if you will, out of it. So if you've done the program with me and you felt it, or even if you haven't done it and you've done it on your own to, to you, like an expert level, let's tap in. Then that's where you tap in with me. February 27th is going to be transformational. And uh, especially if you have any sort of pain or kinks in the, in the straw or the hose, um, whether it's from sitting, whether it's pot, all that stuff, tap in guys. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a different, different, different level. All right. Do we uh, takeaways? Who wants who wants to lead? And then we'll go into the closing comment. Oh, uh, you got mine. So I'm good. And and I honestly, mine was right before. Right. Like mine was that takeaway. So, man, I think we hit on a ton of good stuff, a ton of good stuff. There's a lot in this episode for everybody that's listening, like cycle back through because this, you know, he just broke down the foundational parts of what you need to focus on. If you don't know where to start, this is the episode for you, so. Well, I'll, uh, I'll wrap up mine real quick. So uh, number one, I think coding your body in awareness, I think everybody should just let that resonate. I thought that was such a great way you put that. I love that whole thing. I even timestamped it. And when it comes to, when it comes to the ownership in the household for yourself and for your kids, like, leading by example and recognizing that while you may not be able to control whatever crazy thing the school has in their kitchens, you can have, you can have that at home. I think, uh, I think that's such a fundamental step for a lot of the parents out there. Um, and you know, with, with that being said, uh, man, I, I guess that's it for us today. Like if you guys like what you heard, subscribe, smash that like button, tune in next Monday for another good one. And, Honestly, just share, share, share this with someone that would love or hate this episode because guess what? All press is good press. And until next time, keep living the good life. Later, y'all. We out of here, baby. Later. Bye. Welcome to the D.